This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. come to grips with the fact that even this may not be perfect. And there was a season where I really thought maybe the Lord was going to call my wife and I to move to Denmark, start a church over there. There's not a huge, solid Christian presence in Denmark. And after wrestling with that for a little while, I realized that that was just grass is greener syndrome, you know. Things get hard sometimes, and we want God to call us somewhere else. How do you decide where to live or what career to pursue? Do you ever wonder what God might have in store for you? Today, Pastor Robert will teach from Acts chapter 13. Join us as Pastor Robert includes his own story of how God led him to the place he is now. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. going to be in Acts chapter 13 today. This is a transition chapter in the book of Acts. In the first 12 chapters, Peter was kind of the key figure there as we watched God, you know, giving birth to the church and putting Peter out there on the forefront, you know, speaking for and speaking to um, the church in Jerusalem and using him in a mighty way and then sending him to kind of blow open the doors for the gospel to then go to the Gentile world. But now Peter, as we transition away from a church that was totally Jewish to a church now that it, that is inclusive of Gentiles. Peter uh, doesn't uh, he, he doesn't go anywhere. I mean, he's still ministering. He still plays a key role in in the leadership of the early church. But now, as far as the Book of Acts is concerned, the focus shifts over to the Apostle Paul and his ministry now, taking the gospel to the Gentiles. And what we look at, and you know, the next part of chapter thirteen here is Paul's first missionary journey. And there's some key things that we can learn. Uh, you know, if we take a minute and, and reflect on it, there are a few things that I want to talk to you about. One of the things that comes up that I think maybe gets addressed in this passage is the question that many people have, many Christians have, what's God's will for my life? How do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? As we look at this, we get just some little hints, I think, if, if not some principles to follow. So let's look at it. Uh, chapter 13, verse 1. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there was certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who'd been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Then, having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, 
they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. And from there, they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived in Salamis, they preached the Word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Now that's talking about uh, John Mark. We just simply know him as Mark. When they'd gone through the land, or through the island, excuse me, to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, it's the first time we're told that, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, O full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. Now don't hold back, Paul. Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately a dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Now, give me your attention. Let's back up and think about this. There are a few things that I want us to consider. Some of it we talked about last week, and we're just going to kind of use that to build a foundation for what we're going to consider. The first one being they were sent out by the Holy Spirit. The way this is worded, it's important for us to, to understand that God sent them. You know, we talked a lot last week about the fact that these people were, they were ministering to the Lord, is the way it's worded. In other words, they were just going about their business, serving each other, loving each other, you know, praying together. They had a time of fasting going on right here. And in the midst of that, somehow, one way or the other, the Lord spoke and said, you know, these two guys that I sent to you from Antioch are sent to you from Jerusalem to, to come to Antioch to minister to you. Well, now it's time for them to move on. Now, we don't know for sure that that was big news. They could have been expecting it. Maybe they weren't. I remember when the Lord called me to change. You know, I'd worked with Youth with a Mission for eight years down here. Seven years, actually, I guess, at that point. And Youth with a Mission is an international missions organization, large organization. I thought I would work with them for the rest of my life. It was just, I just kind of assumed this is who I am. This is what God has me doing. I, I raised financial support. It took me years, you know, meeting with people, meeting with churches. And over time, you know, that developed to a point where, um, you know, there was enough to, to live on and, and do okay and, and, and that kind of thing. And I just thought, you know, this is what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. And then one day it became clear, no, no, the Lord wants me to start a church in South Beach. Everything changed. Everything changed. And one of the things that changed was my mindset because I realized this may not be permanent either. As a matter of fact, when in you know talking to my pastor up in Fort Lauderdale and, and wrestling with it and, and talking to Elizabeth about it and praying, you know, and talking to my leadership and youth with a mission, asking them what they thought about it, I, I had to kind of recognize that you know, I don't know how to pastor a church. I don't know how to start a church. I don't know how to pastor a church. Surely there's somebody better than me to do this. And you know what? I'm sure there was, but God told me to do it. He didn't tell somebody better. He stuck you with me. You understand? And I said to him, all right, Lord, I'll do it until somebody better comes along. 
When that somebody better comes along, I'll move on. And as a one of the other Calvary Chapel pastors was sharing in a, one of the conferences in California about three or four years ago, and it was so funny listening to him say to us that he had said the same thing to God. And then he said something that I'd never thought about. He, he said, and somebody better did come along. I'm a much better man than I was when I started. God has grown me into it. You know, He grows us into the responsibilities that He gives us. But I had to come to grips with the fact that even this may not be perfect. And there was a season where I really thought maybe the Lord was going to call my wife and I to move to Denmark, start a church over there. There's not a huge, solid Christian presence in Denmark. And after wrestling with that for a little while, I realized that that was just grass is greener syndrome, you know? Was, things get hard sometimes, and we want God to call us somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sure I'm hearing the Lord to move to Copenhagen. Why? Well, I love Copenhagen. I thoroughly enjoy Copenhagen. I could live in Copenhagen. You understand? I could live there. Asheville, North Carolina. I could work with that. No doubt about it. Even Maine, one of our neighbors, her family lives up in Maine. And, and you know, every time I see Ken Graves, the pastor there in, in Bangor, I'm thinking, oh, man, what I wouldn't give to live in Bangor, Maine and pastor a church there. You know, some of you guys are like, why don't you just move? Well, because God told me to be here. This is where God put me. I didn't come to Miami because I, I, I just always wanted to live in Miami, and, and I love humidity. And just, no, no. If it was left up to me, I'd be living somewhere like Bangor, Maine. But God told me to be here. This is where He put me. And I had to come to grips with the fact that you know, even though when, when I would go home and look at houses, you know, I, I'd realize, man, oh man, I mean, I could sell my house and take the equity out of my house and buy a nicer house next door to my mom and dad or, up, you know, up the street from my sister and be close to my family. I could pay cash for it and, you know, have money left over and just go get a job at Home Depot, or, you know, just stress-free, pumping gas or whatever. But that's not what he's called me to do. I know that he's called me to be here. You need to know that He has called you to be where you are or where you're going. I've seen people move from here under that grass is greener leading, thinking that, oh man, this place, I don't like it here. If I just, I'm going to go and go here. And, and I even, I had one guy tell me, Robert, you don't understand. God didn't call me to be there. Are you sure? You know that for a fact, do you? As our time with you today comes to a close, we'd like to thank you for listening to today's message on Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you a deeper understanding of your Savior. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Robert, visit our website, MainThingRadio.com. You'll also be able to learn more about Pastor Robert Fountain, the ministry of Main Thing Radio, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Right now, we'd like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. We feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field, and we're excited to see where God will take us in the future. We'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and for the people who will be touched by Main Thing Radio. We'd also like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month, we're featuring Pastor Chuck Smith's autobiography, 
a memoir of grace. Pastor Chuck shares his journey, the highs and lows, and how looking back offered a great perspective on how God had had a hand in his life. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click Donate at the top of the page. Thanks again for listening today. Be sure to tune in again for more from God's Word right here on Main Thing Radio.